the Spartan race community could make an environmental legacy beyond any other community that I've come across. They could seriously make history. Why do I say this? Because I just spent the weekend at the invitation of Joe DeSena, the founder of the Spartan race, and the guy who runs the company. He invited me up to an event that he was holding at his farm up in Vermont. It's not really a farm. It's a couple barns where people could stay. Next to it is a mountain, not mountain, a thousand foot hill. And the challenge was 24 hours from noon Saturday to noon Sunday to go up and down this hill as many times as you could. Uh, Several dozen people came. It was, I can't say great fun. I didn't compete in the event because I only heard about it less than a week before. Joe was on my podcast. He heard about me swimming across the Hudson River, doing all the burpees, the cold showers. He said, what are you doing this weekend? I don't know. Come on up to Vermont. It took a bit of effort to get a ride up to hitchhike with, not hitchhike, but, you know, get a ride with someone who's going up from Connecticut. I had to go up, read my post on Monday to see all the stuff that I had to do to get there. It was a, it was a big event. But people go up to climb a hill for 24 hours. It was a lot of, like, that's not a normal sort of thing people do. But Joe lives such an integrity-filled life that he does stuff like this. He, for fun, gets up early in the morning and carries an 85-pound chain up a 1,000-foot hill and brings friends with him to go do it with him. On this trail, there's all these boulders. Apparently, he got people to come up before to do events, and the events were to carry boulders up hills to make this giant staircase. I believe they paid for doing this work that if he got someone else to do it, he'd have to, I don't know how much you have to pay people to move a boulder up a hill, but they're not going to do it by hand, not these days. And they did it by hand. Let me tell you about the community. The community is about integrity. The event is going up and down the mountain. Anyone can cheat as much as they want. No one's going to see. I mean, the rule is at the top, there's this cabin, and you've got to tap or hit the red door of the cabin. But you could go up and not quite do that. But no one would do that. It's a matter of integrity. They're there for personal motivation. They're there for their own reasons. Of course, they're having fun. They're very supportive of each other. They listen. They, if someone's going to get injured, they're going to take care of them. No one, I don't think anyone got seriously injured, and they would help each other through these things. And the tasks that they do are all things like carrying boulders around, carrying sand, bags of sand up hills, cold water, uh, cold showers, and things like that, lots of burpees. These tasks, they are things where you learn about yourself. There is a great joy. There's a striving, constantly improving yourself. They understand that there is a mental side and a physical side to improving yourself. It's not just lecturing. They're always learning. They're always growing. They're always getting a deeper satisfaction, deeper reward, much more than some passive watching TV, what I call cookies and ice cream. I mean, Joe got me to go up to Vermont and run up and down a hill. I did it seven times. This was a fraction of the winner. Now, I got to say, their environmental action is abysmal. Well, maybe stellar compared to the average American, but I'm not comparing them to the average American. I'm comparing them to how much of this stuff is still going to be around in 500 years that other people are going to have to deal with. There was loads of trash. Virtually everything that they ate, they would set up tables. So they'd go up the mountain, come down, they'd eat a little bit, drink a little bit. It was almost all doof. I saw a few bananas, almost no other fruit, almost no other vegetables. It was just eating these prepackaged things that, what's the point? Let's say it does improve your performance, which I think it probably doesn't. If something artificial helps you achieve something, does that give you a greater sense of satisfaction than if you used not something artificial? Now, I don't think that it does improve your performance. If the measure of success is how much you have achieved relative to your potential, then artificially boosting your performance doesn't give you any greater satisfaction. 
if you achieve what looks like less from the outside, but it's just as much because you didn't have any advantage, no problem. Except one way you produce pollution and dependence, whereas the other way you eat more apples. It seems to me you should just stick with the apples. In any case, it certainly pollutes all that garbage. And there was well water that tasted delicious, but they were all drinking bottled water. They ignored the well water. I think some of the people, I saw not one natural fiber in any of the clothing that they wore. No hemp, no organic cotton, no natural fibers, all artificial stuff. It doesn't have to be that way. That, the, the fibers from that are going to, the plastic fibers are going to last for hundreds, maybe thousands of years. Or I got to tell you, it wasn't just us doing this mountain climb. There were also kids, a group of kids there for a wrestling camp that he started taking them through. When he said it, it sounded funny. At first, it was just going to be wrestling stuff, but then he had them carrying rocks up the hill, cold. I think they, I don't know about showers, but I think they had to go into like a cold stream or something like that. And he had them work in all these crazy things. He read to me some of the texts from the kids to their parents, and they're like, I think this is illegal. He's doing stuff like, even the army doesn't do stuff like this. We're not, he can't be allowed to do this. You would never, if he had you doing this stuff, you would never let him, please take us home, please take us home. And the parents are saying, I think you may be overreacting. And they're like, no, this should be illegal. This can't be allowed. He solved this problem by taking their cell phones away. By the time I got there, they were well into the 14 days. What I saw was the opposite of those texts. So they sweated through this challenge. Apparently, these are the kids of wealthy parents who... They probably never had to work for anything before, and now they have to work. Once he took the phones away, they realized they had to deal with it. They had to learn on their own what had to be done, and they did, and they grew, and they, what I saw was, at one point I saw them coming down the mountain, carrying each other. It's not what you would say giving piggyback rides. It's making it harder, and then the, the guy who was the counselor would say, okay, now everybody switch, so they'd switch. So going up and down really steep hills while you're carrying someone, I didn't do that. It looked pretty hard. Anyway, back to the Spartan race community. Despite their environmental, I would say, ignorance, there's huge potential. There's 7 million members in this community, something like that. That's what I heard him say. They know you have to go through uncertainty, through pain, through struggle, mostly self-doubt, your mind telling you reasons to stop. You have to work through these things, and that's how you build resilience, self-awareness, discipline, and things like that, and they're full of that. And they're glad that they got there. I have spoken on my podcast with world-class leaders. If you listen to this podcast, you know I've had the three-time global managing director of McKinsey, an Olympic gold medalist, CrossFit Games champion, number one New York Times bestseller, the person with the most viewed TED Talk of all time, winner of the America's Cup, people like that, as well as regular people, people who are heads of industry and stuff like that also. Joe and his community see what to do and have lived through doing things. Now, in other areas, this is, they do it in areas of physical and emotional, personal development, not on acting on the environment, but the process is very similar because from the outside, it looks like, oh, it's just something you have to do. But then when people start to do it, they think, oh, I don't want to go without um, flying. I don't want to go without pizza and you know, doof. But then you realize you have to go through it. In this community, they realize, if I don't do it, I'm not going to learn. I'm not going to find out. I'm not going to find out who I am. And they have done that. And I, let me point out, the competitors for this event included one was a blind runner who needed someone to guide him the whole way. So, you know, every now and then you, you see this person and the woman guiding him is saying like, okay, there's going to be a steep patch here and stuff like that. There was a woman with one foot. She wore an attachment from, I guess, mid-shin downward 
like you see in the Paralympic Games. And in fact, at one point, I was going up and she was coming down. She was one of the main competitors. You see, suddenly she stops. She gets really angry. Something fell off the bottom of this attachment, and she had to go back up and get that thing and figure out how to make it work. And I offered her to help. And she was like, do you ever see in the Tour de France when there's a flat tire? They are just like, get me a new tire. Get me back on the course race as fast as possible. I want to be out as little as possible. Quick, quick, quick. Let's get this going. Or actually, I should say not if they get a flat tire. If they fall, they're like, am I dead? No. Can I still ride? Okay, let's go. And they just get back in it. And that's what she was like. And I happened to turn 49, not in the United States, but in other time zones on Sunday while I was actually on the hill. So I thought, oh, maybe I'm not doing as many as other people. Well, I didn't prepare for it. I didn't really come to compete. I wanted to do some writing while I was up there. But then I found out one of the women who did one of the best performances was 61 years old. I can't really complain. So there's blacks and whites and Hispanics, and I didn't keep track of everyone. One guy carried a, I think a couple of people carried a 100-pound load up, like a rucksack sort of thing. Loads of kids. I appeared on Joe's podcast called Spartan Up. I recommend looking at it. It's not out yet by the time I put this one up. It'll be up, I think, by the end of the week or so. I proposed to him a few things that he could do to get his community supercharged to act with environmental stewardship because they're ready to do it and they will get it. I believe that everything that they get out of getting through the personal challenge of overcoming their mental and physical exhaustion and digging deep and finding more with even less effort They'll get just as much or yet more new discovery and new territory of their life by applying it to environmental stewardship. I think they could do it. One thing I had an idea for is, this is an idea I had with another group that I was working with, is to have one trash bag per the entire event. Everyone has to use that one. So no bring trash. If you bring trash and you use something that trash is an outcome, you don't get to take it home. You have to leave it there in the one trash bag. And the idea is that no matter how much no matter how many people come, no matter how much they bring, they all put their trash in there. And by the end of the event, there's not that much trash in there. And there's another thing for recycling that's going to be a lot smaller, but recycling basically counts as trash. So they want to have as few, as little stuff in there as possible. So I was up there. I think I brought, I think I produced no new, no, I take it back. There was a COVID test everyone had to take and that produced a little bit of plastic. Everything else was stuff that I brought. I brought stuff home to compost and I don't think I contributed any new trash up there. That takes practice to where you know how to prepare for that, but this is what they do. Everyone can do that. I also had an idea to have no cars can arrive that have just one passenger in them. Joe said he tried to do that before, to have everybody carpool. The guy I got a ride with would have gone up all by himself. Once I rode with him, then I take responsibility. I'm now responsible for half the emissions from going up there. Joe said he tried to do that before, but he had to give a really big fine Otherwise, it didn't really count. People would just be like, okay, I'll pay the extra 50 bucks, no big deal. I heard that and I thought, you know, that implies that people don't really want to do it, but I think they really do want to carpool. They do want to meet other people. They do want to steward. And so I propose, instead of finding them, giving them cash, if they show up and the deal is you're not supposed to come up all by yourself. Find, you know, when I was there, the guy I drove up with was from Stanford, Connecticut. I forget, somewhere in Connecticut. At one point, I heard him talking to someone, and she said she was from some town next door in Connecticut. And I'm like, oh, wow, we, we're neighbors. They should not have come in different cars then. They should have come in the same car at the worst pollution. They could have ridden their bikes up there or something like that. I say that because I heard that Joe did, I think he jogged from New York City to Vermont one time. 
I think I also heard that he rode his bike from, he has got a place in Montauk, and I think he rode his bike from Montauk to Vermont. So what I'm saying is like not a rare thing, especially in that community. I also think instead of, and so give them cash. Say, all right, you're not supposed to come here by yourself. If you do, you get 20 bucks, 50 bucks, something like that. I thought maybe even go further. If you show up in one person in a car, you get time taken off your finishing time. Now, you want lower time, so taking time off means that you're going to finish ahead of people who actually performed at a higher level than you, but you're going to show up better than them in the rankings, and I think that's going to make them feel worse. I think people are going to feel terrible if they show up in the rankings higher than someone who actually did better than them, but it was because they broke a rule. And not broke a rule, but went against the principle of polluting less. I think that would be more effective. Give them cash, give them bonus time, instead of finding them to see if that will get them to drive less. If Joe and his team act on my ideas, now for Joe to do this, he doesn't have to be perfect, but he does have to act. People do stuff in Spartan Race because they know that he does crazy stuff too. For him, it's not crazy. It's building resilience and things like that. He would have to do these things. People know he's not there now. I mean, they see the pollution that he creates. But he's, if he shows that he's trying, I can walk him through that process. So he could do a couple of podcast episodes with me or things like that to make sure that people know he's doing this. He doesn't know all the answers, but he's doing his best. Then they will do their best. They could become the first main, big, large community to lead in environmental stewardship. They would simply do what they're doing now with physical and emotional challenges and apply that to environmental challenges and stewardship. They will enjoy the process. They'll end up eating healthier. They'll save money. They'll carpool. They'll get to know each other more. And they'll enjoy discovering nature too, not just the process, but the outcome. Everything that they get now in mind and body, they will recreate in their relationships with nature. I think this is a tremendous, tremendous opportunity for Spartan. They could be, they could decades from now, generations from now, centuries from now, people could look back and say, those new Spartans, they did what everyone knew had to be done. And a few individuals did it here and there, but they made it happen. They could go down in history. I don't know any other community that does this. Not on the left, not on the right. I don't know another community with this set of properties, with these experiences, with this set of, this ethos, this leader that is so poised to make this happen. They could make history.